Let's get to our fan phone line now. With us is Travis Christensen, the activities director for Fargo North High School. And uh, Travis, I know you're busy uh, watching some hockey, so uh, I know Travis Dunn, our, uh, our upcoming show and host of Around the Rink, he would be happy to hear that you're somewhere near hockey or a hockey rink on a Saturday morning. Yeah, that's we got uh, five-year-olds hitting the ice as we speak. So we got a little, a lot of little bodies falling down a lot, but they're having fun. And Travis, when when we come out with this high school football plan, and I know it's the preliminary plan that everything came out, and for folks that uh, don't haven't heard the plan yet, under the new guideline, all schools that are in Class A for volleyball, for example, uh, basketball, they would still be in 3A and 2A. Uh, any Class B co-op that contains 160 more male students in grades seven through ten for two or more consecutive years would also get bumped up to the upper half of either Class 2A or 3A. But on the opposite side. A uh, program cannot have qualified for the state playoffs more than once in the previous four years in a higher division if you want to move down. Well, when the original plan came out just a couple days ago for the 2020-21, uh, 2021-22 school year, uh, Class 3A and AA, 11 teams apiece. And I know for your high school, uh, Travis, at Fargo North, they were in AA. And I'm sure some folks are going to think, okay, what's happening to the EDC? How is Fargo North, the Red River, and Fargo South uh, potentially in in double A, so I'll ask it to you this way because we know in 2020, in this fall, that everything's still going to be the same. The EDC with eight teams is going to be just fine. Same thing out in the WDA for Class 3A. But what are the conversations that you're having, uh, you know, within the last couple of days when this uh, game plan came out, whether or not to possibly opt to stay in 3A, Travis, or how much are you looking to say, you know, how much could 2A be a home for a couple years for, for your specific high school? Well, I think you hit the nail on the head, Chase. It's just the uh... The timing of it right now is everything's uh, kind of fresh, um, and uh, you know the State High School Association football committee has uh, put forth these guidelines that uh, uh, you know to look at just how does this potentially look moving forward, and it's a little bit different feel um, as you described as uh, maybe historically what it's been. So I would say really at the early stages of conversations, you know, starting to have conversations with uh, building administration, uh, obviously football football coach, um, you know, but also, as you mentioned, you know, in the, in the guidelines and the projected or initial division uh, setup, uh, both Fargo South and ourselves at Fargo North are right now in um, the bottom half of those 22 Class A schools. So they right now in those initial pieces are double A uh, division. So also looking at a district conversation uh, with Fargo Public Schools personnel about, you know, where is our best fit? Um, what is what is best for us, what's best for our community. And uh, so really at the initial stages of that, but I think that's going to be very similar to conversations that a lot of schools and a lot of school districts are going to have uh, as we try to look through the proposal and the guidelines that have come out and again try to find the best spot for each one of us. And, and the other thing too, Travis, this isn't going to be the official stamp and approval of, of where the teams are at now in 2021 under this plan. I mean, if some team wants to move up like yourself, you can move up to stay in Class 3A, correct? Correct. Yeah, there's, uh, as I uh, understand, and I've looked through and talked with uh, Mr. Rarick a little bit, who's the AD in Glen Forks and also is on the High School Association Board and uh, heading up the football committee. Uh, if you look at the guidelines as is written, I don't think there's any uh, between Class 2, excuse me, Division 2A and Division 3A, for example, there's no opt-up, um, you know, restrictions. If somebody wants to opt-up into Class 3A, they've got that ability to do so. There's a little bit of restriction on coming down uh, from 3A to 2A. Uh, but there is that opportunity as well if some parameters are met. 
And again, those uh, restrictions or the criteria under this new football plan would be you would have to adjust the male enrollment, must be within 25% of the meeting if you want to go from, for example, 3A to 2A, and a program cannot have qualified for the state playoffs more than once in the previous four seasons in that higher division. So let's say Fargo North decides or Fargo South or Red River or a Valley City, Shanley, Devils Lake, teams like that, if they opt to go to 3A, but if you make the playoffs a couple times in a row and then say, well, we want to go to 2A, you're not going to be able to do that in that in that window. So a couple of that criteria there. So I guess the next thing for you, Travis, is just uh, obviously at the end of the day, I know Fargo Shanley has been in Class 2A specifically in, in our own backyard for, for high school athletics you know, for, for a long time. But you look at the teams that are in 2A, a Red River, a Jamestown, Watford City, St. Mary, Cerro Mountain, a Wapiton Valley City, most of those teams that you play you know, almost in every other sport. Uh, so what would be the impact for Fargo North if you guys go to Class 2A? even though you might not see a Davies, let's say, playing for an EDC regular season title or a conference game, but you might see a Davies on every other uh, um, court or, or rink. Um, so what would be just an early impact if, if North did go down a two-way, Travis? Well, I think those are some of the things we got to look at. I think one of the things that's important to keep in mind, though, as we look at that, is if you look at that group of 22 Class A schools that will be divided in some capacity between Division 2A and 3A football, uh, you're looking at cross-division scheduling, which is, I think, one of the potential benefits of, of this guideline. Regardless of what division a school lands in, um, if we're in AAA or AA, we're going to have the ability to play all those schools. And our our EDC conference, for example, is not going to change. I think there's a piece there where still seven of your nine games come from those conference uh, schools. So um, if we're in 3A, for example, and Red River, who in the initial piece uh, is in a, a class, uh, excuse me, a double-A division school, they're still going to likely be on our, uh, on our regular season schedule. Um, and conversely, if we're a double-A uh, football school, Fargo Davies in uh, Division 3A is likely going to be on our regular season schedule. So um, and one of the things that I think that will do, regardless of schools end up, is it does have a little bit of variety. Um, to the scheduling component of it. And it also, I think, eases some travel situations. I know uh, in the old double-A uh, division, you know, the whole piece of, you know, Wapiton traveling to Watford mm-hmm. City, for example, was always used as, uh, that's, a, that's a tough haul uh, to make for a, for a Friday night football game, right? And so it, it, it opens up some opportunities perhaps where, um, you know, maybe Wapiton is playing Fargo North on a Friday where Watford City is playing Williston. And uh, if you look at some of just maybe those types of pieces, just can make uh, those programs, uh, you know, not ease some of those travel situations throughout the state. So um, those are some of the things that we're, that we're just going to have to keep in mind as we look at it. But as far as division assignment, I think that that's going to be, you know, a lot of conversation about just where do we fit. I know um, coming up here at the end of March, um, we have our yearly state AD convention here in Fargo. So I'm sure that that'll be on the to- uh, docket and on the agenda for for schools to kind of get a feel of where each other are thinking, you know, um, and that uh, probably continues on through the summer, I would guess. As you're aware, it's that September 15th date is that deadline for, for really determining or declaring where uh, for that next cycle beginning in 2021, uh, each school is going to fit. So between now and then, I think we're going to have a lot of this conversation is probably going to be ongoing.
And we're talking with Travis Christensen again, Fargo North Activities Director with us for a couple more minutes here talking about the high school football preliminary plan that came out just a couple days ago that would be in effect for 2021. So everything that was last year will be the same this year for Nyman, A, AA, and AAA specifically. But when I look at, at this uh, football plan, Travis, I think the one thing that, you know, if you go 10, 15, 20 years ago, people would say, Fargo North, Fargo South, there's no way they're going to be non-3A, right? They have all the population. They have everybody. Well, when you start adding high schools, whether it's West Fargo Cheyenne, Fargo Davies, got Horace High coming coming on the way. Uh, now there's a, a couple more options for, for kids to go to a different school. And then the, the school district boundary lines have kind of been changed throughout the years, Travis. Well, yeah, I think that's just the changing demographics of not only the, the Fargo, uh, West Fargo area, but just the state as a general. I mean, that's uh, you look at uh, Davies and Cheyenne and the Bismarck Legacy, all being new high school, Forest High and West Fargo coming online here in just a handful of years. And so that growth is great. You know what I mean? It adds, uh, that means that we're a growing community and a, and a growing state, and that's what you want. You'd rather go in that way than uh, seeing, seeing things restrict. But, yeah, when you look at just kind of historically, um, you know, both for uh, Fargo North and Fargo South, I mean, um, you know, as far as just kind of population, uh, that's changed, you know. and so. Uh, not to say that that's going to be the determining factor of where we end up, but it's just uh, when you look at the, the population numbers uh, as that uh, football committee has put out projected enrollment, um, it's interesting to just kind of look at where maybe uh, some assumptions of where schools would be uh, is different from the reality of kind of where their numbers do put them. Travis, when when you take a look at this and uh, as you kind of talk over the next couple months and, and during the summer, and, and again, I'm sure you're going to be doing your due diligence, talking with everything from administrators to players to coaches to, to parents, the whole nine yards before that September 15th uh, deadline. What's the biggest thing or what are going to be some of the biggest questions that you're going to be asking people of whether or not to stay in 3A or really take a hard look and say, hey, let's give AA maybe a couple years and put our feet in the water there and see if that's the better fit you know, moving forward in the short term? Well, I think two of the largest factors are going to be what's, what's the best situation for our, our student-athletes in our program. And that doesn't necessarily mean uh, uh, where do we feel we could go win games uh, the, you know, where that's most likely to happen. But what that means is where's our best fits? Where are, where are we uh, our best fits for our, for our program? Where are our kids uh, in the best situation that they can be? Um, and then I think the other thing that, uh, you know, we probably also have to take into consideration and will is what's, what's our community feel, our school feel, you know what I mean? What does that look like? And, uh, part of that might be what's going to be interesting in this process. As you look at, as you mentioned ourselves and Fargo South and uh, Red River, traditional 3A schools that have been in the initial piece, uh, in the bottom half of those 22, uh, schools. So potentially, uh, division 2A is there's a group, I would say, of about six or seven schools with uh, the three of us being uh, a part of that. And it's going to be interesting of kind of where that breaks up. Is, does the whole group go one way, to another way? Um, you know, is it a split? And that, I think, is going to weigh on our decision as well as just, I think, it would with all the other uh, respective schools. Um, you know, if there's seven of those schools, for example, and six go one direction, I don't know if one would necessarily want to be in the other spot. Right. So um, those are some of the conversations that I think are, that this is going to spur on. 
and uh, we'll kind of see what everything ends up on September 15th. And again, well, the 2020 season, uh, when we start up in August, everything's the same. This, again, is for 2021. But regardless, you still got to worry about the future, as always, as an activities director, whether it's guys like me coming doing a radio game or, or something in between. So, Travis, I thank you very much for your time. Enjoy uh, some more hockey this weekend, and I'll make sure Travis Dunn knows that you're at a rink, okay? So you just got brownie points <laughs> with our next host, all right? There you go, Chase. I appreciate you having me on. Have a great weekend.